When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. morning traders welcome to today's outlier live on today's episode we're going to be covering the top news stories of the day the first big story of the day is elon musk is trying to take all of your money the ups workers have agreed to a five-year deal and they are going to be smoking rich maybe elon's going to try to take some of their money too and the s p 500 hey it's going to plummet 64 percent put your helmets on and get ready to jump right into today's outlier live Welcome to today's Outlier Live. My name is Christopher Yule, and I am uh, so glad to be joining you today on today's first topic of the day. Elon Musk pursues banking in wake of rivals' failed attempts. Elon is basically trying to take over the world with the X platform, formerly known as Twitter, and one of the ways he's going to do it is by taking control of your finances. So if you're just tuning in, my name is Christopher Yule, and I love talking about stocks and finding those outlier trades with outsized returns. And if you're interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below. Now, today's episode is sponsored by outlier.com. Go to OVTLYR.com to find out why outliers win. Now, back to Elon. Basically, what he's saying here is, uh, yeah, I, I don't want you to just put all of your time and attention into Twitter or into my social media platform, I would like to take all of your money at the same time and use that money to make payments all across the world on your behalf or something like that. That's what Elon's up to, right? It says he is trying to turn Twitter into a one-stop shop for financial services, basically taking on the world's largest bank of JP Morgan. The article goes on to say Facebook spent years investing in a project called Libra that was supposed to revolutionize cross-border payments, but regulatory scrutiny forced it to abandon the project. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that nobody trusts anything with Facebook anymore, especially not their dollars and cents. Google planned to 
uh, planned a digital financial offering and even lined up 11 banks as partners for, for a launch. Doesn't say exactly of what. Before it nixed their entire plan. So Elon's trying to get on something that Zuckerberg, uh, Zuckerberg and friends have already failed on before. Google has already planned and planned and failed on before. And lastly, Amazon considered offering checking accounts for its consumers, but that project also never became a reality. So Elon is basically stepping into an arena that uh, other people have tried to take on, and other people, and probably the most well-funded people in the entire world, have failed miserably at. Uh, the article continues on. Let me see. Twitter chief Linda Yaccarino said X would include fintech features such as payments and banking. So that got me thinking, where does this put the world's largest bank? I don't know if it's the world's largest. It's at least America's largest bank. Where does that put America's largest bank? JP Morgan. Let's check out the outlier data on JP Morgan. In fact, we got a sell signal all the way back on June 26th and active right now. As of this moment, when you're watching this today live, we have a downside indicator, which is not what you want to see on here. When you see a red downside indicator like that, that means there is some trouble brewing on the horizon. And in fact, if you look at the chart on JP Morgan, you can see it did have a huge run up. But now it's having a huge run right back down. So uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe the investors in JP Morgan are looking at this, uh, looking at what Elon's saying and saying, you know what? Maybe he's got a point, right? Or at least that's what the outlier data is saying is that, hey, um, it's not looking so good for JP Morgan, the world's largest bank. So let me know in the comments down below what you think of Elon's plan. Do you think Elon is uh, barking up the wrong tree? Or do you think Elon has a great, great point, a great, great platform, and um, a, a, a great opportunity in the near future? And I want to say hi to Rudy, Just Say, and uh, April this morning for tuning in live. Thank you all so much for watching live. Um, and be sure to hit the like button down below. Be sure to add a comment. Let me know what you think about what Elon's doing. And let's um, go to the next story. All right, UPS workers approve a five-year contract agreement to end their negotiations. Hey, listen, this is the historic, everybody's talking about, the historic pay pay raise that everybody is excited about these days for these UPS contractors. And if you're just tuning in, my name is Christopher Yule and I love talking about stocks and those outlier trade finding those outlier trades with outsized returns. And if you're interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below. And today's episode is sponsored by outlier.com. Go to ovtlyr.com to find out why outliers win. Now taking a look at this, right? UPS workers approve a five-year contract to end their negotiation. The union represents 340, 340,000 people. That's a huge amount of people. The union represents 340,000 UPS workers said on Tuesday that its members voted to approve the tentative contract that they reached last month. The Teamsters said that in a statement with 86% of the votes cast, they also said it was the highest it was passed by the highest vote for a contract in history of the Teamsters at UPS. Of course it would be passed for the highest amount, right? The highest amount. I mean, let's look at it this way, right? Who who in their right mind is going to vote against getting a monster pay raise? I know if I'm a worker, I'm definitely, definitely voting for that. But, but think about it from UPS's side. 
everything that they do now just got more expensive. If you want to ship a package from Atlanta to uh, LA, right? That just got more expensive, right? Because every person who's touching that along the line, they just got more expensive. This is a great win for the workers. I absolutely admit that. But it's a huge loss for the company. And it's certainly going to be a loss for everybody involved who is a customer of UPS. Because everybody's going to be paying more because of this. It is a fact. Not just an opinion. It's a fact. Uh, our members just ratified the most lucrative agreement ever negotiated at UPS. And they go on to say that this is a template for how workers should be paid and protected nationwide and by non-union companies like Amazon. Hey, they, they better be paying attention. That's what they're saying from UPS here. UPS says uh, at the end of their new contract, the, a the average, this is crazy talk, the average UPS full-time driver will make about $170,000 in pay and benefits. That is huge. The average hourly Oh, I'm sorry. The average UPS full-time driver will make $170,000. I, I think that's that's amazing. I can't imagine how excited the families of those workers feel. But I know that, and granted, I don't know how much it's gone up from, but I can only imagine that they were playing nowhere close to $170,000 in pay and benefits. Um, which, let's say if they, if let's say if the raise is 20%, then basically the only way that UPS is going to pay for this, because think of it logically, the only way that UPS is going to pay for this raise is to increase your price on every single thing that you ship. So if you are shipping from Atlanta to LA and maybe it costs $12 before, it's now going to be 20% higher. Or it could even be 30% higher because UPS is thinking, hey, we got to make up for that. we got to increase our margins. Hey, this is a great opportunity to uh, grow our sales and at the same time pay our workers more on the, on the other end. So... I mean, it's just business here, folks. We got to think of it that way. Now, looking at the outlier data for UPS, um, actually, we got a big sell signal back on August 2nd, and UPS also is sitting right here in the midst of this downside indicator. This, uh, yeah, downside indicator. I would definitely, definitely, if if I owned any shares in UPS, I would be looking to uh, get out and be holding cash in the meantime. But uh, the the stock is rallying about. 1% today on the news of the ratification, but as you can see, the UPS stock has been pretty beat up lately. It's gone down, let's see, it's gone, oh man, it's gone down by over 10%, down 11% in the last couple weeks as they've been negotiating these contracts. So investors are definitely wary, and if you're using the outlier data, you know ahead of time uh, where the direction of this is going. So uh, let's move, uh, actually before I do that, be sure to smash the like button if you are in support of UPS, uh, at least the workers, I certainly am not in support of anybody raising prices, but they're going to have to raise prices in order to compensate their workers. So be sure to smash the like button and let's go to our final story of the day. Oh man, I need a helmet. I need a tinfoil hat. I need something to cover my head because a long time bear market bull, I'm sorry, a long time market bear who called the 2000 and 2008 crashes just put out a warning saying that the S&P 500 could plummet 64% during a historic bubble. I don't know about you, but uh, 
that uh, that definitely causes a little bit of concern on my end. And if you're just joining in, my name is Christopher Yule, and I love talking about stocks and finding those outlier trades with outsized returns. And if you're interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below. Today's episode is sponsored by Outlier.com. Find out, uh, go to ovtlyr.com to find out why outliers win. So, a long-time bear market bull called the 2000 and 2008 crashes. I wonder how many other crashes he's called in the meantime. Probably the 2012, the 2015, the 2016, 2017, 2018. And he might have missed the COVID one. But here's the thing, right? People like this, they call these crashes all the freaking time. And no one cares if they get it wrong. They only remember the times where they get it right. So I would imagine that this person um, is looking for that sort of... uh, uh, recognition to forget all the other times I was wrong. It, it, it's going to be right now, right? Uh, this person is John Hussman, and he's issued a dire warning. The S&P could crash 64% from current levels. The famously bearish investor has said extreme equity valuations and unfavorable market internals will trigger the slide. Well, let's just take a quick look at the S&P 500, right? It hasn't been uh, moving the way that we want to see. But what I want to do is I want to zoom out just a little bit, turn off a couple things here real quick. And um, let's let's basically look at a monthly chart, right? If we're looking at a monthly chart um, from, oh, let's just call it the last 12 years or so, February 2011, all the way, you've got uh, the COVID slowdown, and then you've got the bear market of 2022, uh, neither of which um, this person is recognized for. But Let's say that you're looking at this. Um, I can only think that somebody who's famously bearish, famously bearish, has been hurting 99% of the time. I'm not bullish. I'm not bearish. I don't care one way or the other. But I can look at a chart and read the trend and say, oh, wait a minute. Um, This looks like it's going upwards. Why would somebody even want to be known as famously bearish when the market looks like this? Right Now, clearly, who could be right? I don't know. But I do know one thing, uh, being famously bearish in a market that looks like this is kind of stupid. <laughs> Stretched equity valuations suggest that the S&P 500 would be required to plunge as much as 64% for the market return for the market to return to more balanced conditions. Who's 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 balanced conditions, right? The market is going to go where the market's going to go. What's great about the stock market is uh, it's an auction. If somebody think prices are, if somebody thinks that prices are too high, um, they're not going to buy it. If somebody thinks that prices are too low, they're going to be looking to buy more of it. And to say that uh, it has to plunge 64% for the market to return to more balanced conditions is uh, ego at its finest, right? Yes, this is a bubble in my view, and I believe it will end in tears. You don't put out press releases where you say, yes, I believe it will end in tears, unless you're the guy who wants to be known as the guy who called uh, the 2008, the 2000, uh, 2000, the 2008, and the 2023 crashes, right? He's trying to catch the, uh, the media's attention. And here's the thing, like I said earlier, if he's wrong, everybody will forget. If he's right, he gets to chalk one up on the board. What do I think? I think the market's been going up for a while, right? I don't know where it's going to go, but I definitely don't think it's going to plunge 64% in a meaningful fashion. But I could be wrong. Clearly, I don't know. Nobody's writing articles about my opinion, like this guy. Bite my tongue on this one. 
But if we take a look at the outlier data, we see that we did get a sell signal back on June 23rd, and the data and the price definitely reflects that. We have definitely had a huge sell-off over the last few weeks, and right now, at least temporarily, it is definitely looking like a bearish setup out there. So while I don't think that we're looking at a 64% huge market tear-inducing crash, uh, we definitely have a sell signal in the outlier data. And during the meantime, here's what you can do. You can either hold cash or you can uh, be looking to go short. I don't know. Uh, let's see, just size says, I wouldn't mind ship the shipping fee increase if it's in favor of the UPS employees. I love that perspective. Uh, so that covers everything on today's Outlier Live. First, we talked about how Elon Musk is basically trying to take all your money, but hey, he's looking to help you out here. Uh, next, we talked about um, the 64% market crash that's on the horizon. And um, I've totally forgotten what the second story is. <laughs> but that's okay. Thank you all so much for coming to today's Outlier Live. If you want to trade faster and not harder, go to outlier.com. That, that's uh, O-V-T-L-Y-R.com to see why outliers win. Again, if you want to trade hard, if you want to trade smarter, not harder, go to O-V-T-L-Y-R.com to see why outliers win. Thank you all so much for coming to today's Outlier Live, and I'll see you on the next episode.